Hi, welcome to Money Convos, where we discuss personal finance and investment tips. We are committed to helping people create wealth and achieve financial freedom. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube and podcast. All right then, let's head into today's conversation. Welcome everyone to um, Money Convos. Um, at Money Convos, we are committed to financial freedom, Help, having these conversations that we have on Thursdays, uh, book reviews every now and then, and then personal finance coaching. So today's conversation is exciting. It's a follow-up on uh, from um, what we had last week, which was a recorded session. So um, just a heads up, this is a recorded session to our speakers. Um, I have your permission to record these sessions and uh, a few moments ago, I shared with you the link to um, an introductory video on YouTube. I just figured out the podcasting bit of it, so that will be coming soon. And um, very soon, um, later to later in the week, probably tomorrow, the first session, the 20s session, um, conquering the challenges of the 20s. For those who missed out, and I see a lot of names, I think in the audience, besides Daniel, everyone else missed that session. So those in their 20s, don't worry, the session was recorded and we'll put it up on YouTube and on a podcast near you or in your palm. So you wouldn't have missed out too much. But for today's conversation, conquering the challenges of, of your 30s, if you're in your 20s, well, it's a good enough time to have a heads up to know what's in store. Those of us who are getting very close to the 30s, you know, <laughs> we are coming to join David and Paulina and Mimi on that side. Um, I don't think I'm too well qualified to speak on this. So it's more, for me, it's going to be more of questions, right? And we'll be, we'll be hearing from our learned, uh, experienced 30-year-olds and more. I don't want to ask David's age yet. Maybe he has crossed. Maybe he hasn't. David, have you crossed the 30 and beyond? If or no, Master. Ah, Charlie, when I, I think you fast, you don't understand. Uh, Papa Penny, uh, he's a big daddy. But yeah, you see, um, uh, yeah, I've forgotten the tree saying. I was going to say something like, Yes, something like that. Feel free to correct me when it's your turn to speak. But yeah, anyway, that's been quite a long-winded converse, uh, introduction. So again, it's a recorded session, and I'm glad everyone is here to join us. Please do feel free to raise your hand and join in on the conversation um, at any point so that you share your experience, ask any question. Let's figure out solutions to these challenges. So... Let's start with, um, I think we should start with the most experienced. And David, you know, we're having a, a bit of a banter uh, a few hours ago in anticipation for this conversation. And you said it's not that, it's not that different from the 30s. So please explain, because I think it's, a, it's, it's, it's different. So what do you think? Is it, is it different from the 20s? Well, I, I think it's, it's different in a way that things become more real right um when you're in the in your 20s there are certain things you can avoid you know you might be dating maybe not married yet but in your 30s if you're dating now you're expected to actually take that next step and if you have taken that next step then now you know family members start looking at each other when they see you and the wife or the spouse coming and there's no nya nya the the wife's stomach is not looking a bit bigger maybe because there's something in there and they start whispering or they start even saying it to your face. Hey, Nandabena, my grandchild, you know, those kind of things. So things now become very, very real. For me, um, at that point, I remember um, there was one time 
had lost my job and man i'll go back home to my apartment and be like charlie so where is my next meal going to come from how am i going to pay my rent the next uh, month so i started picking up all jobs left and right just to make sure because now no i don't have the luxury of oh i live in daddy's home daddy's paying all the bills so hey, even if i don't have a job i'm okay things were very very real you know um yeah so at at that point that is when i think you're you finally transitioned into the real adulthood where real responsibilities where if you don't take care of certain things people are looking at you sideways you know um i think we we mentioned taking care of um the the parents or even if you're a bit well to do now the family members the cousins the the long distance relatives who are going to school who are doing this now they start looking to you as oh you know the uncle the the cousin whoever that has finished school and now he's a big time whatever doing his career now no everybody is looking at you for for handouts so it becomes very very tough you know when you're in your 20s people look at you they might want to get some handouts but if they don't get it eh, it's fine you're still young you know but when you get into your 30s you start becoming a family man you know those kind of things family woman you know women too can be family people then the expectations become more real it's like we need it you know you can't necessarily say no so i'll start with that thank you wonderful wonderful things become very real the expectations become very real and it's interesting you touched on the black tax i think we discussed yesterday on the twitter space it's very interesting conversation okay 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 so i i get you i i think this this is more explanation of what, what we're talking about on whatsapp um, when you said it's just more heated right Thanks for that uh, exposing. So um, uh, since we started from the top, let's let's go one step younger than to Paulina, then we'll come to the youngest thirties on stage, uh, Mimi. That is so. Paulina, please, what are your thoughts? Is the thirties different from the twenties, and what's what's the key difference? Hi everyone. Good evening. Elikem, how do you know whether um, um, I'm I'm not younger than Mimi? How do you know? Uh, because I know Mimi's age, and then oh, uh, okay. la- I think was it last week? Last you that's when yes, you got yes. married. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, in the week, so saying, you two plus two is four minus one. That's three quick maths. Elikem. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So, um, personally, I think I settled more. Um, in my thirties, career-wise, I did my my masters in my late twenties. So by my thirties, um, I had settled into what I wanted to do career-wise. Um, I think it was last week or the week before that I was talking about um, the goal that I set for for myself when it comes to um, getting into. Um, the career that I actually wanted to get into, not what my father wanted me to do. So my 30s found me doing what I wanted to do, the plan that I had. And um, I agree with David, at that point, there are more eyes on you. So 
everybody's looking at you, what you are doing, what you can do better, you know, that kind of thing. So um, there is a lot more heat, there are lots of eyes watching you, um, a lot of expectations from a lot of places. Um, that's the point where everybody's asking you, so what's your next move? Where do you work? What do you do? You know, that kind of thing. So um, my 30s for me was a time of settlement. Um, it was the time that I really got into my own. Um, I think I found my feet in what I wanted to do and started actually doing it. And it was the time again for me when um, I was earning enough to take on myself and to invest and to invest in ways that um, were significant. Previously I was investing, but it was small, small money. So um, my investment was small, small, but by my thirties, I was buying real estate as in land. Um, um, and doing other things that um, <laughs> you realize that, yeah, now it's real. Like the real thing, you are not living the life. Like really, really, you are not living the life. And for me, my 30s also, I lived with my siblings. So I rented a place and I was living with my siblings. So there were lots of people that I had to cater uh, for um, in my 30s. Um, let me stop here. So as the conversation goes on, then. We will take it from there. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, experience that you shared. And I, I like an, a, an interesting angle that you brought up. You know, it's we've been talking a lot about the social part, or David started more about the social part. You, you feed into the financial part, right? But you touched on something that I really like, and I can kind of anticipate me being able to relate to it, right? where you get to a certain level of income and you're like, okay, now you have some more wiggle room and you're able to do other investments, you know, they're real estate. So yeah, more details for that to follow. So yeah, that's, that's interesting. Mimi, 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 talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I mean, I told you when I entered my 30s, I mean, I had... um um expectations that my 20s should have been better and so it was quite depressing and um, but if i should describe 30s I'll, I'll use the word pressure and um, pressure because you know we all leave school and um elikem if you can tiny mute your mic thank you we all leave school probably do they started with national service some entry level job you know, you, you can't really tell the difference from the onset. By 30, you see the separation is beginning to happen. People are becoming heads of this. People are owning businesses. People are becoming CEOs. Someone who was sitting in your class is now a director, not of some small company or some huge company. So you end up, you, you have a lot of pressure and there's a lot of expectation that you place on yourself that if this person i was sitting with in class is getting here what am i doing and um, also david spoke about you know pressure from people and i mean by the time you hit 30 if you you don't have a stable job 
you're not planning to get married or have kids people begin to ask questions are you serious in life at all or maybe do begin in africa we begin to say maybe uh, your your um, what do you call it will feel for how or something of that sort so there are expectations that by 30 you should be settling down whatever that means um societally you should have a stable job you should be climbing up the corporate ladder you should have found someone decent to marry you should be having kids and once you don't fit this you begin to feel the pressure um, that's when they start asking you about marriage they start asking you about kids Twi even though some of your mates were getting married in your 20s it wasn't really a big deal but once you hit your 30s then it's like you are not serious in life so i think that in your 30s there's a lot a lot a lot more pressure pressure you put on yourself pressure other people place on you you see your colleagues you know friends you knew from school who you were all eating the same food now you begin to see the disparities some are now directors at goldman and you're still struggling even manager level may be a difficult thing and 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 it places you know i i think it, it's it's a place where depression can set in because a lot of comparison happens in your 30s so if you think 20s is difficult you should see your 30s and i'm sure as it goes on it becomes even more um um also as you grow you're having kids and all that it comes with a lot more responsibilities maybe in your 20s you had one in your 30s you have another or two or three more all that comes with increasing cost your parents are growing older they would expect some sort form of support even if they don't ask and um, you would want to support in one way or the other so um, you realize that yes your income may be increasing but so would your responsibilities be increasing and it's at this point where you begin to think about housing you begin to think about cars you realize that your list of things that you want to achieve has grown and the resources comparatively are little so here you need a lot of planning and prioritization and in your 30s too you need a lot of focus because as i mentioned there's a lot of pressure wonderful wonderful you need a lot of focus because there's a lot of pressure that's that's resounding you know it's resounding from david through to um, paulina and then mimi a lot of pressure in there charlie hmm. right now as i'm here and at the towards the tail end of my 20s i'm like is there a way i can put just pause time uh, not just rushing to the states because you, you guys are not making this sound rosy you'll be fine Okay, you'll be fine. You're already on your career. You're very goal oriented. You know, when it comes to money combos, dear, you are the you know share over there. You'll be just fine. You see, if let's say while you're in your tail end of your twenties, right, you maybe your grades weren't that good, so you don't have a you know any good job. Be you are like doing bits and pieces here, you know. Why won't you die? you're not in a stable relationship be that you see will turn into marriage that's the time when you start looking at all your friends and where they are and you're like hey let me cry what am i doing with my life you see you but you you are you are fine stop worrying too much man you'll be okay david i i i totally agree with you i always say that the 20s is a very uh, good opportunity to you know build a very strong foundation 
for in fact the rest of your life so if you look at your life and you are building those foundations i don't see what you are scared of it, it would even be um, easier for you than the average person wonderful wonderful thanks thank you for those reassuring words yeah making sure that it's, it's good to know that the steps that we are putting in place are, um, are, on, the, are on the right path you know all these conversations that we have uh, iron sharpening iron and um, making sure that we are all keeping each other uh, on our tools that one we, we are not just say yes but also do it so it's, it's, it's good to hear from my senior brothers and sisters that this is the right path and i hope everyone else who is joining us will just listen to some of these things practice them and you know we'll be fine when we get there so um we have um who do yeah yeah Elegant, let me add something sorry sure please go ahead yeah so i i it's one of the things i wanted to say you see building a good foundation is so important um when you have set the right foundation in place in your 20s so everything that you need to do and sometimes the foundation doesn't necessarily mean that you have to get all your ducks in a row not necessarily but you should have learned all the lessons that you need to learn you should have um uh, for example if it was an education you, you needed to have and you could afford it like your 20s is the time to do it so by the time you get into your 30s you are on a path that you already cap if not even physically in your mind's eye so now you're able to um just chat the 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 path and walk the path so it will work out like don't worry at all it will work out and you shouldn't worry about posting in fact you can't post the time that's needed go out that you get to so just know that you 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 have the right foundation like based on our interactions in the last few months you know that you have the right the right foundations and you will not feel whatever happens you succeed so don't worry amen and amen again thank you thank you can't pause the time <laughs> okay great 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 so we have Udu Yaya, who would like to share some thoughts but before he does just shout outs to Ikea. i see you in the audience looking forward to engaging again so Udu, please I see you. Are, oh, yeah, I see you. Are new to Clubhouse. Welcome to Clubhouse. Um, we don't have our official greeter on here. She's not doing well. So um, she's not feeling well. So um, a word of prayer to her uh, whenever you get a chance. That's um, Jennifer. But yeah, welcome. And I hope you do enjoy your time on Clubhouse, get to interact and meet a lot of people. So thank you for joining us as one of your first um, engagements. Please go ahead. Uh, thank you very much. And Good evening to everybody. And like you mentioned, um, I got the app just yesterday night and I was just going through the app and I saw this conversation and the topic for the discussion caught my attention and I decided to um, participate. Well, I think that um, looking at, hello. Yes, sure, yeah, we are here, yeah. we can hear you. Oh, and well, sorry, just, just to insert yeah. this, um, this is a recorded session. So just, just a reminder, if you don't mind, this will be recorded and shared. So I hope you don't mind. Okay, that's okay. okay. Wonderful, great, um, please continue. Sharing my um, views on the topic, um, I think that at the age of 30, um, 
one ought to have a lot of thoughts that you need to have for yourself because at that particular age it is believed that you should be heading to a point where you would do something for yourself for instance either you have a business you get married and start to have kids you need to have a lot of things at that particular stage in life but me for instance i'm 29 years old i'm not married i don't have a job but i have um, a little business that I'm, I'm running and i think that it's not a worry to me because i know that we all have our purpose in this life god has created everybody with a purpose and he has a plan for everybody so the fact that you get into um 30 or even 35 without a job without a family and other stuff it shouldn't be anything that we should be worried about the only thing is that we need to have a plan for ourselves because when you look at um our 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 purpose in life there are so many things that we can achieve for ourselves not only um on the aspect of um economic aspect but there are other things that one can do for yourself in order to be successful in life so just to add to the conversation i would want to say that look life is something that one needs to take very serious and you see when you consider the opinions of others to run your life you will definitely fail you need to have a plan even though others opinions might must might push you positively but it shouldn't make you very like you shouldn't you shouldn't base your life on what people say about you you should have a purpose for yourself so that at the end of the day whether it is good it is for you it is bad is for you i will really say that the decisions we take in life have two effects it is either you you have success throughout of it or you fail but you should be ready to embrace whatever the outcomes might be so i want to thank you guys for this opportunity and i want to listen to you keenly so that i can pick certain things and then add to my life thank you very much Wonderful, wonderful. And thank you too for uh, chipping in to share your perspective. I, I like um, how you've said you also, like me, uh, well, you are close to the, the gifts of the 30s, you know, and yeah, I, I like your perspective on how each person has a unique purpose. Don't worry, don't fuss about comparing with other people. And, and it doesn't end there. I like how you don't end there. You have a plan and you work at it. It's, it's, it's a great um, it's a great submission that you've given us. Thank you so much, Hudu. Okay, so um, anyone else who wants to join you in the conversation, remember it's a recorded session and we'll be sharing it on YouTube and on, on, a, on a podcast in your palm very soon. So um, feel free to chip in. But so to my speakers, let's get into some specific or some unique uh, challenges of the 30s. We've spoken broad strokes about them. So in, at this point, let's say people have put their pens and papers out and they are ready to take notes. Let's take, um, for each, each problem, you can suggest a solution alongside it. So um, let's see who, like, let me shuffle it a bit. Okay, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Mimi, would you like to take uh, one, part, one peculiar uh, challenge and uh, suggest a solution? Okay. So for me in my 30s, um, because of the work I do, 
I realized um, one huge problem um, uh, is when people retire and don't have any housing arrangements and, you know, tend to use their retirement benefits to build a house, which is very unadvisable. So I told myself that right now that I'm young and I have time, this is the best time to start thinking about these things get some land somewhere if you are lucky to have one for free handed down from your parents perfect try and build small little by little not like a dream house but a house like something that you can live in with your family so i uh, i mean if you are able to manage things and you go on retirement and are not able to build anything in addition at least you have some place to sleep and then you can you know, comfortably manage your retirement savings well. Um, but however, if you don't have that, that's when you'll be forced to go and build because unfortunately, especially if you are living in Accra, today you go and ask for rental prices, it's 1000 the next time it's 1500 not too advantageous for um, a retiree. So that's something I told myself in my 30s to start looking, you know, at the challenges for the next, what what are what are the common challenges that people are facing um in their 40s and their 50s and start working on them in my 30s so that by the time i get there it wouldn't be a challenge um that i face and so that is one thing and one challenge has also been children honestly um kids are expensive if you know anything about you know having them you know initially you work um, you bring your money home, you chop it yourself. If you are a bit, you don't like to spend your, on yourself too much like myself, you save a lot and it feels good, you know. But then these kids come and they threaten your whole <laughs> saving agenda. I mean, you want to give them the very best, some out of pressure, um, because I mentioned that there's a lot of comparison going on around this time. You know, friends are taking their kids for swimming lessons football lessons this that and then you are not doing anything you don't look too serious in life so there's a lot of comparison but even when you are even within your own lane you want to give your children the best you want to take them to the best school you can afford give them the best life you know and all that costs money all that costs money and so you tend to see that you used to have maybe it's very easy saving and all of a sudden you who used to be so disciplined um, is now faced with, you know, so many needs. And I realized recently that for me, my children's needs have become a weakness. You know, I used, I could be uptight with, you know, my budget, but I see some shoe and I think that, oh, this will meet a need of my child and that becomes my weakness. So if you don't take your time and you are not intentional, this is a time where you end up spending a lot you know, because of, of kids. And, and so that for me, it has been a one major challenge. I also did my master's <clears throat> in my thirties, which cost me an arm and a leg. For me, the most expensive, probably let's say investment I've, I've had to make, you know, and, and, and so that also took a toll on my, my finances. But the great thing about your thirties is that you still have time. So if you are, able to you know readjust and re-strategize early enough 
you'll be able to, you know, get back on track. Unlike when you're getting closer, you know, to the older ages, one big mistake can, you know, throw you off balance. So I think that's the advantage of the 30s. Yes, you have a lot of responsibilities, you're an adult, but if you make um, mistakes, there's a tendency that you can, you know, work on it and it may not affect you too much. But if you wait too much, you know, till you're older, then uh, the implications become um, uh, much um, bigger. And as David said, I think you become more serious about life, right? I mean, in my 20s, I think I was just walking about spiritless. I mean, I just did, you know. <laughs> but as I, as I grow up, I begin to ask myself, what am I here on earth for? You know, you begin to ask yourself deeper questions, do a lot of soul searching to find yourself, find your purpose, find your calling. And so you are um, not just aimlessly uh, walking around. And I think that sometimes even in finding your calling, you begin to place a lot of pressure on yourself, especially when you see people within your industry, you know, um, um, or wherever, whatever you think your purpose is doing so good, you forget to find out about the process they went through and it becomes pressure for you to feel like, you know, you are not doing well enough. So in discovering your purpose, it's very important for you to know that it's a pep, it's a process and you should be committed to whatever process. You shouldn't start, give up, start, give up. It requires a lot of um, uh, commitment. And so for me, that's something that I'm learning in my 30s. I'm discovering more. And I think reflection and self-awareness is very, very um, important in your 30s. So um, I'll say that is it. Maritally, you know, as these um, financial pressures come up, you are discovering yourself. I think it places a lot of stress on your marriage. And so you should have a, a strong foundation, a lot of communication, um, I'm sure this is the time where, you know, a lot of people, maybe you thought you were marrying Prince Charming and it was going to be a happy ever after. And you realize that it's just full of challenges, money, 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 especially challenges. So um, it's very important. Communication is very important. Planning is very important. Sit down and talk about where it is that you want to go. So that's what I would add to this discussion. Wonderful. Wonderful. We've touched on quite a few challenges and very good solutions um, to consider. Thank you for sharing those. So just a, a brief recap. You talked about how um, you observed that some people wait for retirement before they start thinking about their um, homes and end up uh, spending all, most of their, if not all of their retirement funds. So 30s mm -hmm. is a good so resolution and 30s is a good time to start planning towards it. Get land, start doing something small. And then there's also um, the as you were talking about, I was thinking about there's also a mortgage. If you're going to buy, you know, in, in this now with improved credits, um, you can actually do a mortgage, you know, and uh, I think um, Desmond is having a, a room next Monday or Tuesday. Or, um, it says Twitter space on next Monday or Tuesday where he'll be talking about, about mortgage. So anyone thinking about that and these options, I, I, I encourage you to get up, get on um, Twitter and look up Desmond and uh, hear about that next week okay another thing you also mentioned uh, was children <laughs> okay <laughs> all right children and their expenses you know you know this this issue is very dear to me so yeah masters expensive and then the strain of all these pressures on the marriage i like the solutions that you suggested 
the planning and communication, you know, and all these things should have really started in the courtship time, you know, in the twenties, you know, so when it's really that foundation of um, planning and communicating. But like you said, it's, it's not too late, right? It's not too late. You can still make up for it in the thirties. Great, great, great. Thank you so much, Mimi, for sharing those. Paulina, how about you? Any more challenges you want to share or, um, or talk about and suggest solutions? or you'd want to harp on some more um, because you, you could add some more perspective to something, even if it's something Mimi has said? Um, well, uh, for me, I think the 30s also, uh, one of the things that um, I see or I've experienced is the whole thing about the black tax. So for me, it's not for my parents, really, but um, my siblings. So you you kind of feel you have um some obligation towards them so our last born for example i took him through school for his tertiary education now um when you have obligations like that it's easy to fall off the wagon when it comes to savings and investments and things like that but one of the things i told myself and i tell myself consistently is that I need to be able to make something of my own life so that my siblings will not turn around one day and come and tell me that, oh, one more brat, you know? So it's the, the advice I give to every one of my TAs um, when they get a job. I tell them, it's good to take care of your family once you have a job now, but it is very, very important that you set something aside for, for yourself. So I encourage them to do um, a direct debit. If the money is not in your hand, you can't give it to anybody, even when they ask. So for me in my thirties, um, the black tax became real. Maybe it became also very real because my parents uh, funded the second year of my master's program. And because of that, I felt obliged to take care of my siblings to make up for that. My parents will not ask. Um, they are okay because um, even after retirement, they have their own shops and things like that. So they really will not ask. But I felt that I needed to take some of the burden of them to to take care of um, my by taking care of my siblings. I mean, so. The, um, that has been it for me. Um, again, like I said at the beginning, in my 30s, I have been very intentional about real estate. So buying land in places that <laughs> um, people don't think you need to buy land in because one of the things I learned even before my 20s is that real estate is a real investment. So in my 30s, I have tried to buy land there are places that it's not that I am necessarily going to build. No, um, my husband and I, we have land that we know we are going to farm on because he wants to go into farming. Um, there are places in Accra that we have land that we, we, we are not thinking of building now. There's a place we are building, yes, but there are places that we are not thinking of building now, but we still have the land. And let me also say that um, when you are buying land, you have to be very careful because I remember buying land, which has been taken from me. 
and I can't get back that land. So when you are buying land, especially in Accra, you need to 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 be careful about that. Um, what else? Yes, children. They're huge, 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 huge investment. <laughs> they are, they are. Um, that item on your budget. That, in fact, you can't ever budget <laughs> for, really, because, like Mimi said, you see something and all of a sudden you forget that you you have a tight budget that you are working with, and you think that oh they will need this, so you buy it. Um, the thing also is that children go so fast, so you buy the thing for them today tomorrow it doesn't fit anymore so when you are buying things for children you need to to watch out for those two like buy things that are nice but not so expensive because children outgrow things quickly and then um let me reiterate what mimi said about finances with your spouse it's so important that you communicate 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 because things can get tight like one moment you are all in love and everything but the next moment you realize that the finances are stretched to to the tightest limit and it can, can create a lot of tension in the home so you need to talk about it and for me one of the things i have learned to do is to talk about it not when tensions are high but wait until um everybody is well settled in and um not too wound up on the issue to to be able to talk about it i think there was something else aha uh -huh. and then school fees so today i don't know if <laughs> if you guys have seen it but 63k school fees is trending on facebook that's the other thing that you have to think about um my 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 children are not yet in school but i want to be able to think that if I have to give them the CT3K kind of education, I need to be able to do that. So it means that uh, you work extra hard, you save, you invest towards the, the future of your children. I think that um, one of the things that I know I have to do, which I have not done, is to open um, or to start an um, um, educational policy for my children. I have investment accounts for them, but not um, educational policies. Because sometimes, I know, I think that we should get somebody to come and talk to us about insurance all over again. Because I really don't get a lot of the time uh, what it is that they are saying. But um, my point basically is that we need to be able to save and invest towards the education of our children. Because for me, um, in this whole debate about expensive schools and inexpensive schools and everything, I ask myself, um, what do I want for my children? I want them to be able to compete wherever they go. And so if people are paying 63K for their children's uh, education a term, I won't ask... Um, or I wouldn't say that it's too much. The question I'll ask is, how can I also afford to give my children the Roman Rage kind of education, the GIS kind of education, and so forth and so on. So rather than just say that, oh, they are being silly by paying that much school fees, I will ask, what can I do to ensure that I can give my children, if I'm in Ghana at that time, 
what um, the kind of education that will make them um, be able to hold their own wherever they go. Um, I will end it here. If anything comes to mind, I'll come back. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful, Paulina. You know, personally, I would say that um, all that you said before, this last point, you know, they are good, but they, they even fall under this last point. And I see it all the time. My target for when I will start having children, as far as efforts are concerned, things can happen. Yes, I get that things can happen. But as far as it's been through my efforts, it's when uh, my wife and I can afford to take our children to a school like GIS. Then we can do it too. I'm really impressed and I agree with you on this. It's not that it is too expensive. No, 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 no. How can I afford it? That is why, that is, that is the goal. And that's the target. So I'm with you on that. Cheers to that. Mimi, you wanted to chip in on this or on something Paulina said? Um, I just wanted to chip in on school fees, you know, um, it's September and if you're a parent, you're probably sweating by now if you didn't plan. And um, <laughs> when I used to do my service in the bank, there were certain peak periods where you, you see a lot of people taking loans. And if I remember rightly, it was September and December. Um, September, because the school fees time, not just school fees, you have to buy new uniforms and all, and all those expenses that come with, you know, taking your kids to school. And then January, because you have to pay school fees, you have to pay rent. Christmas has come, you've chopped all your money, you are zero, you know. And so it, it, it gets you thinking, I mean, once you have a kid, you know that they would go to school. You have even nine months before the kid appears. It even takes a while. Most people would probably wait a year or so. I mean, if you have options to take your kid to school. So during all that time, in fact, before you have the kids, it's very um, uh, important that you start looking around um, for the kind of schools you would want to take your kid to. Ask for their school fees. Ask for um transportation any related cost <clears throat> so recently i was looking for a school for my kid so i i drew a schedule i had a number of schools i was looking at i drew a schedule put all the costs as um down in the um the whatever for uh, from kindergarten to year 10 and did my analysis as to which one is more costly which one makes sense because they were all running the same um curriculum which is the IB, which is the same curriculum some of these expensive schools run, but this is for a cheaper, <laughs> a cheaper amount. So I, I did all these schedules, know that every year, I mean, if prices don't increase, this is how much we should set us, we, we should have for the year to pay the school fees. Now that you know, you earn money worth monthly for most of us, or you earn money quarterly, or however you earn money. Let me talk about the salaried worker. Divide this money by 12 and start setting it aside. Like the way you pay for electricity on a monthly basis, have an account, set that money aside on a monthly basis in that account. So that school fees is not a shock. It's not an emergency. It's something that um, you knew was coming. And if you're deliberate, you can have enough money to pay all the school fees. Because I even hear GIS, there's some tree that kids are sent to when their kids cannot pay, when their children cannot pay. So know the kind of education 
you want to have for your kids. Don't wait till they come. Start asking around. Ask about all the related. Because I have a friend who has done that well enough, and she has even done dollar investment. And that's what she she wants her child to go to association, which is expensive. I wonder how she'll do it, but that is her plan, and she's willing to let it happen. And she started investing even before she got married. Um, and I'm sure she. The last time I spoke to her, she said she had acquired quite a good um, amount of money. So as I'm saying, having kids is not like once you have them, you know some of the expenses that will come. And school fees is not an emergency expense. So let's not wait for it to come because it can be very stressful having to cough out twenty thousand, um, uh, five thousand, six thousand all of a sudden to go and pay you know, school fees. But if we plan towards it, it, it will be um, very easy. And it won't be at the detriment of other goals like our retirement, um, a housing fund or something. You go and take and pay school fees. Where would you live? So that's just something I wanted to add to Pauline's statement. Maybe please share the the that spreadsheet with me. <laughs> So I'll let the spreadsheet with you. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll, I'll let Elikem add his touch. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Let it come through, and then we will we'll add the money money convos touch to it, so that if you have to share it to other people, they will get it looking very nice and palatable. Okay, so um, I really like how many uh, added on to this very practical steps. The most profound thing in what you said is school fees is not an emergency. School fees is not an emergency. You have a child. Or you I think I please tweet it or tweet it. I've, Charlie, in both. <laughs> <laughs> in both, school fees is not an emergency. Charlie, it's, and, uh, you, you, you have children, you know it's coming up. I really like the steps Mimi brought out. Very practical. One year school fees divided by 12, puts that one aside every month. When the time, when the, by the time the first term is over, you have enough for the second thing. And you are still building on, building on. You are just, it's just a rolling account. Charlie, maybe you are wise, you are wise. Very practical steps, right? But, uh, and, and there's this concept, even the large, beyond just school fees of debt versus saving towards an expense. You could get up one day and say, you know what? I want to buy something. I want to buy a big TV. I want to buy something. And you go and borrow consumer loan or whatever. You go and borrow to finance it. And then after that, now you start paying for it as an interest rate. Or you could have planned ahead of time. Or when you get a desire, hold on to your desire. Sit then. Shewakon also. <laughs> hold on to your desire a little. Plan for it. See, I'll take a few months. I'll save for it. Keep the money invested. Let us even gain, gain some small coins to come and add to buy that thing for you. You know, so it's it's a really good approach. Thank you very much, Mimi, for bringing that in. So then, so next, um, uh, j- just a reminder: we are having a, a conversation about conquering the challenges of our thirties. We've talked about the pressure. We've talked about family. We've talked about black tax. We've talked about stress on the marriage, and you need communication and planning in there. We've talked about quite a few things. Um, don't worry if you started if you joined us too late. This this is a recorded session. It will be on YouTube on and on a podcast near you very soon. So um, stay tuned for that. That's coming up. This is a second in a series. Um, we are doing till fifties. Um, so we did twenties last year. Last last week, 
this week is 30s, next week we are doing uh, 40s, then we'll do 50s. I like, I like the caption for that, Mimi's caption for that. 50s, is it too late? So yeah, David, um, that, that's probably, uh, you already know it's not too late, so David and his squad, maybe David can invite more of his squad. 50s, is it too late? Those, those entering that arena late soon, in a few years' time. Anyway, so yeah, this is what we are discussing. Feel free to raise your hand, join in on the conversation, ask a question. Key thing here is we want to conquer this, the challenges. So we talk about the challenges and we talk about the solutions. We are hearing from David next. And after that, it's not going to be all doom and gloom. I'll come back to my speakers and anyone in the audience and I'll ask, what are the opportunities? We've heard of a few opportunities uh, in there. Like there's still time to make up for your mistakes. There's real estate investment opportunities. Your salary has grown to a point where you have some wiggle room so you can take on serious investments. Let's talk, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of those um, opportunities that the 30s bring so that it's not all doom and gloom before we wrap up. So David, Papa, do you have any more specific, unique um, challenges that you would like to share and give us solutions to? So um, for me, um, I just want to add to every all the good stuff that Paulina and Mimi and you guys have already talked about. But I think when you're in your 30s, especially like early 30s, for most men, you don't get married till maybe mid 30s. You know, some get married earlier, but most of them get married, you know, early to mid 30s. So for me, it's a time for you to work on yourself, right? Better yourself, focus on yourself, strategize prioritize, and then be very deliberate about your actions, okay? If we're talking about, you know, at this point, you you, you have a career, you're, you're, you're dating, whatever. If you're the kind that likes to play around, this is the time where you got to bring it in. If you're dating three, four, five people, now cut it down to maybe two people that you are trying to see which one is going to be the missus in your life or which one is going to be the mister in your life. You know, trying to study them. When it comes to your friend is saying, um housing app over here where you live right let's say you live in accra or no let me make examples here over here where you live the surrounding areas is where your kids get to go to school so i cannot live in accra and my kids are going to school in takradi or you know vice versa so you have to think where do i want to live you have to think about where do I want to live? How is it going to impact the schools that my kids can go to? Okay, because from primary school all the way to high school, you your kids can only go to school in specific locations where you live, surrounding areas. You got to think about that. Um, marriage. Me, when I was in that stage, the first thing I did when I decided that, you know what, I'm ready to get married, is I... This might sound weird. But I did actually start a marriage fund where I was making specific investment into a, a, a fund just so that when I'm ready to get married, I can sell that and use it to go finance the, the marriage. Okay, so work on yourself, make yourself the best version of yourself that you can so that when all these other things start to happen, the marriage, the kids, the, all of that, you know, you'll be in a better position to handle those things. When my, um, when I got married, my wife, the second she got pregnant, I've, I was already looking at, okay, I need to start a, a friend saying, 
a college fund. I have a two and a half year old who already has a college fund and then a, a separate investment account where I'm just putting, you know, a dollar here, a dollar there into it. Birthdays, you put something into it for them. By the time they're 18, it's a, hey, here's your stuff. Go and need to start your own life somewhere. So these other things, the marriage, the kids and all that stuff, they are bound to happen. So when I say be very de- de- be very deliberate about your actions, uh, make sure you're putting all the right things in place so that once they happen, you are very, very well prepared. If you think you you want to get married, uh, for me, I was doing I was going to marriage seminars. Eh, unless you don't talk about marriage, I'm I'm sitting there all years trying to listen. What do I need to do? What should I not do? You know those kind of things. Making yourself prepared to deal with all these things that life has to offer. So, thank you. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You know, whenever you listen to David, you hear you hear two major themes a family man and an investor, family man and an investor. And then when he's chatting with Mimi, you know that then two chess people are talking. But anyway, yes. Um, so yeah, that's, that's... Masa, Masa, we are not chess we are not chess <laughs> Sorry, 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 frugal. I'm, my bad, frugal. frugal, too okay. frugal. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. <laughs> and like Mimi and Paulina said, once you have kids, sometimes eh, it's like, Unless the kids don't need something, then you forget. Say you cry. You needed something that you had to buy, and then what you needed now becomes secondary matter. Oh, kid needs shoes. Then you go and buy it. But you need shoes. Oh, this one I can wear for maybe two more years before I buy a new one. You know, all those things happen. So just you know, put things in place so that when it happens, uh, you are very prepared for it. Gracias. Wonderful, wonderful. That your shoe there. You can wait two more years, but the children. Has to happen ASAP. Good one there. Good one there. Um, Paulina, you wanted to say something. Then Mimi also chipping. Yes. Um, I think that um, one of the things that we should normalize is um, helping our friends to setting up our friends' children. So this is what I do. When a friend of mine has a child, you know the way. Um, when they do the christening or um, the child dedication, like in my church, they do. People give towards um, the child. What I try to do is to set up an investment um, account for the child. It's not a lot of money. Sometimes it's 200 CDs, something like that. But I tell the parents that I'm not setting it up. I will look for all the alternatives for you. So I say, oh, you can open it here, open it there, open it there. Um, for the child in a year or two i'll come and ask you what has happened to that investment fund so they they don't um misuse that money because a lot of times what happens is that they used to buy the small chops because the small (laughs) the small chops that people eat at those um events you have to defray the cost somehow but what i try to do is i tell them i am sowing a seed into the life of this child this is where i wanted to go as in um, um an investment fund i will come and ask what has happened to it i think we should normalize that rather than just go to the outdooring have fun and then um come and give to them and come back home and live life as 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 uh, uh, business as usual. We need to change some of these things. So let's normalize that. 
if we do that for our friends, our friends will uh, wake up. They'll get a wake-up call and start doing same for other friends. And what that means is that all of us will be helping ourselves to, to help our children as they grow up. Thank you. Charlie, I think, I think that after you pass through the thirties, you become very wise. Because it's not small wisdom you people are dropping for us today. I agree with you. We have to normalize this. In fact, I'm starting a list of things that we have to normalize. This is going straight to the top. I, I, I think it's very important. Um, Paulina, was it you who shared something on, a, on, um, the, on, on, our, on our WhatsApp group earlier this week about grandparents giving uh, a, a, a baby or an unborn child at a... David it Shower. David. Oh, it was David. David. Okay, wonderful. Uh -huh. David. And you and it... <laughs> David. Okay. David. See, these things there. I love what Paulina was saying. I tell people all the time, say, when you have a christening or a naming or whatever you call it, the expenses are yours, but the gifts that come in are for the baby. I tell people it's so simple. Use that to start the kids, you know, investment account, college savings, or whatever it is. You know, and then every birthday sentence, just add a little bit in there. You know, because the toys they, they would get, uh, the uncles and aunties and everybody would get, give them. Uh, but you got to start it. This thing that me, uh, just said, uh, I, I did some with a friend of mine where I was like, yo, for your kid, instead of me giving the, you guys cash, can you open an investment account and I'll give them uh I think I, like, I said uh, two shares of Apple stock. Till today, it's been like three, the kid is three years and they still haven't re redeemed their three shares of Apple stock. So every day I see them, Master, what be your account on now? What's the account number? So I can put the sh shares in it. Till today, they are, they, are, they are not doing it. So these are certain things that, like I was saying, you, you, you make deliberate decisions to put the kid on a path for success. Not that it's the only thing that you know, but it's it's something that helps. But people don't want to take advantage of it. I don't know. Thank you. Amazing, amazing. These are things that people need to hear about, normalize, and let them take advantage of. Just thinking about these shares and where what they what they could have done in twenty twenty. Mama Mia, great, great. Mimi, please join in. Yeah, I mean, for me, I was advised the same. So my first son. Um, got a decent amount of money and that's why he used to start his his long-term fund the second one unfortunately was born during COVID so <laughs> nothing much came but I decided to push him on my own anyway the pandemic one, babies have suffered but anyway um the, the, the reason why I even decided to speak. So, you know, um, around this time or during this time, we are all looking for the best education for our kids, you know, at all costs. I just want to say that let's also be careful about that. Get a good education for your kids, but that is not all that matters. Get a good education for your kids but that is not all that matters. You see, the world is getting to a place where we need more holistic human beings, not just people who are book smart, but you know, the rest of the places, you know, you need people who are financially, you know, 
um, educated. You need people who are spiritually sound. You need people who are emotionally. So let's not, I think we focus too much on education and the world where the world is moving, we require, you know, more than that. So rather than, you know, spend so much, sometimes uh, school fees that we cannot afford, but because your friend is doing it, you feel the pressure. Look at your budget, look at what you can afford and get the best, you know, education, but not just education, support them by helping them acquire different skills, monetary skills. If there's a business, you can do something you are involved in um, entrepreneurship. There's something your kids can do. You can pay them something small just for them to be, you know, picking up a skill. If you can get them more involved in, if you are the spiritual uh, kind more um, involved in serving that church and all those things help. We've moved from that, just go to a good school and no. Sometimes you have a good job, but you are suffering from emotional issues because you've not learned how to manage and that. Sometimes relationship problems, you don't know how to relate with people and that becomes a problem. So um, let, let's look beyond just, you know, um, giving them a good education and an expensive education does not necessarily mean a good education. And a good education for each child may be different because there are some schools that may be good for a particular child, but for another child may be harmful. So we should have all these things at the back of your mind. Parenting requires a lot of intention, a lot of observation, and a great deal of work <laughs> to be able to get, you know, the human being and grace, of course, to be able to get a human being to be in a better, you know, position tomorrow. So let's not just too much on, on school fees because a lot of us do that you go and do gis by the time you finish um maybe you your 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 income cannot afford that by the time you finish you are you don't have a, a house your retirement funds have been squandered you can't support your kids from gis to unfortunately you have to use this legon you know <laughs> when we it should have been harvard or you know you should have continued the trend you know so so just look at your pocket if you can afford a, 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 a let me use a, a cornerstone is that a big crap but uh, on a lower budget do the cornerstone take a little money take your kids outside uh, ghana during the holidays if you have money let them fly expose them teach them other things and you you realize that they may match up to the GIS squad anyway. So that's just the bit I wanted to add. Interesting perspective. It's it's a holistic thing, not just only the school paying top for the school. Parenting is difficult and it's it requires a lot of holistic effort. Thank you for that um uh that perspective and that uh, reminder to everyone. And Paulina, I saw your mic flash earlier. Did you want to chip you know it was an agreement? Yes, I was just agreeing with with me. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, great. So to wrap up, let's start. Let's 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 encourage people for uh, encouragement for those in the twenties coming up to the thirties. Those in the thirties going through it, can we just talk about um, a few uh, opportunities that there are, and also just some words of encouragement uh, by way of a uh, conclusion. For anyone who's joined us, uh, we've been discussing the 
conquering the challenges of our thirties is a recorded session. So it'll be available on YouTube and a podcast in your palm soon. And um, we have a lot of issues have come up. So don't worry, you can play back and you wouldn't miss it. So um, at this point, we want to encourage ourselves and look on the bright side. So let's see who would like to go first um, without picking anyone, flash your mic and let's see who is ready to give us some words of encouragement for starters. Okay, wonderful, Paulina. If push if push came to shove, I was going to pick Paulina too. So that's good. <laughs> Please, I have to, I have to take a picture that baby goes to bed. That's why I'm speaking first. Not because I have something behind to say, but the baby needs to sleep. So I want to finish and then be able to go and put him to bed. So I think that for me, the most important thing is planning. If you are in your 20s, it's important to plan. Um, if you put a lot of things right in your 20s, and by that, I said it earlier, I don't mean that you necessarily need to have a lot of money or um, have figured out everything that you want to do, but at least um, get some habits right, you know? So if it's about savings, if it's about investment, learn those principles in your 20s when you probably do not have the kind of job that you want, um, the kind of life that you want, the husband or the wife that you want. You don't necessarily have all of those things lined up, but learn the most important principles to take into your thirties. Because like we have consistently said, um, it gets real. In your thirties, everything gets real. Like it's the life Ankasa, that you are living. So. If you have a good foundation, then it becomes easier to build on it. And by good foundation, all I'm saying is get the right principles, learn all that you need to learn in your 20s, so that by the time you get into your 30s, you have laid a good foundation. Again, one of the things I've been thinking about this whole week, I think after our conversation last week, is that set goals for the future, but live in the moment also. We need to learn to live in the moment rather than think about the future and i think david says this every time that we we have a conversation like you need to learn to live in the moment as well so do not be afraid of the future it will take care of itself one but also you need to plan for it so it will take care of itself but there are some things that you can do for it to take care of itself in a better way so make all the plans that you can do all the things that are in your power to do to ensure that um you you can have a better um time in your 30s also forget what society has to say live on your own terms this is my my personal um principle that i i work with that there will always be somebody who has something more than you, who does something better than you, who is at a certain place that is um, um, better than where you think you are. But there's also somebody worse off than you. And you need to have that balance to understand that life is a process. You don't wake up one day and get to where somebody is. You have no idea what the journey was for them. So live life on your own terms. As long 
as whatever you are doing that conflicts with your faith and your conscience please go all out enjoy your life don't be forced into marrying don't be forced into buying a car um, just because of peer pressure going to debt for things that are not necessary live life on your own terms so that by the time you get into your 30s your path is set i said at the beginning i really settled like in my 30s and by settled i i don't mean just married but i settled in a lot of areas in my life i remember um then the scripture that i was working with was um Rehoboth. So the Lord has made room for us and we shall flourish in the land. That kind of thing. Because I, I did a lot of work previously, which meant that in my 30s, I could settle and um, um, do a lot of the things I'd set for myself to do. That said, everything may not necessarily fall in place the way you want please don't beat yourself up if things are not as you wished it was or prayed it will be or planned for it to be life is in stages um there's an account proverb that says that a baby you you don't necessarily have to be like every one of your mates in your 20s or your 30s but you should live your authentic self in those years my name is Pauline and I'm done talking. If something comes up again, I may come back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Live your authentic self. It's I think it's it's surprising how often we keep hearing that don't let society influence you, live your own life. But you know, you engage with people more and more and you realize that it's it's just a sickness that's just refusing to go away, right? But anyway. We give that some more thoughts. Um, I'll be inviting some people from the audience to speak. So if you if there's anything you'd like to say on the topic before we close, I strongly encourage you to raise your hand. There's a hand up, but um, Kofi, just hold on a second. Let's hear Mimi's words of encouragement and closing, and then we will come to you before we go to um, David. So Mimi. Yeah, thanks, Paulina, for that. I mean, I can't emphasize enough. Contentment is just so important. Contentment, contentment, contentment. You can have the biggest house, the biggest car, the, the most pretty wife, the nicest kids, but still be looking at somebody else's blessing and never be happy. Wherever you find yourself, look at what you have and be joyful about it. Be happy about it. Yes, we can plan for tomorrow. Yes, we can hope for tomorrow. But as Paulina said, live in today and find joy in it. I can't overemphasize the importance of peace, peace of mind. <laughs> it's, it's, it is too important. And what I've come to realize is that sometimes we lose our peace because we are focused on the wrong things we lose our peace because we are focused on the wrong things. so as you sit down and you are unhappy you need to ask yourself why are you unhappy what are you focusing on and it's something that i say time again or i've said on various platforms here in club on clubhouse it's something that this year I really struggled with because I was just focused on the wrong things. But once I took my eyes 
of the wrong things. And for me, I'm a spiritual person, but decided to focus on God and his calling on my life. Trust me, my money hasn't increased. I haven't gotten a new car, no new house, no, nothing special. But I just find joy. Joy in today, enjoy knowing that I'm working towards a better tomorrow. So I think that peace of mind is very important. Let's stop looking at what people have, what people wear, what people is not going to do anything for you but to steal your joy. That said, I think that in your 20s and even in your 30s, you need to do a lot of reflection. You know, sometimes the reason why we get caught up in this whole comparison thing, this whole, you know, um, you know, I want to be like this person is because we've not sat down to reflect on our lives and to ask ourselves the hard questions. Who am I and why am I here on earth? What am I good at? What, what, uh, what, what excites me? What makes me feel fulfilled? You know, once you answer these questions and you know what your calling is, you become less interested in what other people, you know, have to do. And I'll use myself as an example. In my 20s, I mean, I was working as a salesperson and we were in groups of two. We we're supposed to be a team. And the promotion time came and my colleague, um, Eric, he normally comes to this room. We're a team. And he was promoted and I wasn't. And I just couldn't get it. Why should he be promoted? And why shouldn't I be promoted? And so how did I take that? It became very, you know, negative energy. And the plan was how do I, you know, um, overdo him or whatever he's doing? How can I even do better? So we will go to a place to do a presentation. Whereas we are supposed to be a, a team, it's more of a fight, you know, and just looking back, that was a waste of time. After all that foolishness, I still didn't get the promotion because I missed it. Once I began to find myself and find my calling, I realized that I just shined there without trying to hard, without trying to hard. I just shined there. So I, I just want, I, one thing that's important that we ask ourselves, we reflect on our lives and ask ourselves the hard questions. Sometimes it means that on your birthday, shutting everybody off, going to sit in some mountain somewhere, Airbnb, some hotel somewhere, and just thinking through your life. What is it that you want out of life? Once you have that answer, look, the earth can be, like the pressures will come. The pressures will come, but you would always have a reason why you are continuing on, your on the path that you are continuing because continuing on because you sold yourself that idea and you are living in it like it has taken over you and i think it's very 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 important a lot of us Ghanaians don't get to do that a lot of us you know come out of school we don't really know what we want to do with this psychology and most of the time that um, puts us in a box okay do i need to and become a psychologist do i need to do this i did banking and finance do i need to work in the bank and we lose you know, um, we don't live in our purpose, you know, because we don't ask hard questions. So ask yourself self that hard question. Ask yourself that hard question. Once you have the answer, it's very important to focus, 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 very important to focus and then invest. You see, a lot of us tend to think that, oh, I'm 30. I mean, there's more time. I, I thought that I'm, I'm
going to be i don't even want to mention my name my age because it's making me scared you know 40 is just lurking around the corner and i just turned 30. you know so one thing we have as young people as people who are in our 30s is the value of time let's take advantage of it also it's important to invest in you as david said invest in knowing yourself invest in getting better and guessing but invest in getting better spiritually emotionally socially in every aspect of your life financially invest in getting better once you are you are you are better you pour out positivity everybody that comes around you is blessed but when you are empty you are even drawing the little energy that is left in the room so please invest in yourself not just reading books being under people i think it's important sometimes you know we are in a hurry to become manager to become this sometimes you have to be humble and sit under people and serve you know and grow your foundation and let your roots go deeper and it's in that that when your tree starts going up you realize it's just going up and it's not falling down because your foundation is strong so invest in yourself get a mentor if you have to read books if you have some of us we, we because of foolishness we didn't start reading early but we've learned since read books you know um, um get to know people expand your network don't be doing yourself i'm an introvert i'm an introvert like some of us did when we were younger just just do what you need to do to be a better person and know that it's not just for you but if you refuse to live in your purpose the world or certain people that would have been blessed by what you had to do would not be blessed by it focus on your god-given purpose and please pray i don't know if you're a spiritual i don't know if you're not but if you're a spiritual pray pray like you are crazy because it does something to you the word of god says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god what are you listening to what are you seeing it's taking control of your mind of your mind and it's probably one of the reasons why you are unhappy as you pray as you read the word as you uh, read you know good stuff you end up becoming what you are reading and it's very very important me i didn't used to believe in all these things my boss used to tell me i thought that Charlie oh, casa too much but as i grew I've, I've realized that it's so so important so for me if you are in your 20s getting towards your 30s or you are even in your 30s i would i would advise you to invest in yourself get to know yourself focus on it forget about everybody else you may be hustling one day, but tomorrow your story will definitely encourage somebody else. So that's my little word. Thank you. I'm done speaking. And let the people of the Lord say amen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I could feel that Mimi, Mimi was touched. You know, I've been I've had a couple of engagements with Mimi this weekend. Something is going on. Something is going on. Like I feel the anointing because this week the kind of gems me has been dropping. Yesterday's room, today, Charlie, pure wisdom, pure wisdom. Thank you for gracing us and not letting your children disturb too much, so that you can have the peace of mind to engage with us and share these practical lessons with us. Thank you so much, Mimi. Okay, great. So, um, uh. Well, Papano is on a call, but yeah, I had said Kofi would come, then we would hear from Sewa. So we are wrapping up. So if you could just in a few moments, just share your thoughts, or if it's a question, please do Kofi, and then we will, we will go to Sewa. Okay, thank you very much. I hope 
I'm okay. I can you can hear me. Yes, I can. Okay. Okay. So I'm Kofi. I am in Western region, Takradi to precise. Um I came in late, but I have few questions I want to ask. Um we are looking at the topic of is conquering the challenges of your territories. I have three questions. To me personally, for some weeks now, I've been pondering over this. I feel like a lot of the youth, including myself, are living in a depressed moment. As what um, Mimi said earlier on, we are more centered on what we want to achieve in, in a shorter space, like we are eager to gain certain things in a rush. And the society also we find ourselves in also put pressure on us. For example, if you are a young graduate who comes out of school and you get employed into a company, instantly society sees you to be a particular person in which sometimes you personally know that your salary and what you are getting out of the job doesn't live up to the standard that society expects you to live. So my question is, as a young individual in your mid-twenties or getting to your early thirties, how do you overcome this distraction and challenges? That to me, it causes a lot of depression for the young ones, including myself. How do I overcome this societal challenges or perception that society gives to us when you enter into a certain occupation? Um, for instance, um, I'm working in a bank. Um, so, um, Kofi, um, hi. Sorry, sorry. If if I just uh, just just to make sure, I think I think I've got your question. So, your question is uh, how to overcome these distractions to avoid the depression, right? Yes, Wonderful. Okay. How about let them? Uh, so, um, Mimi, Paulina. Um, so let's see. Let, let's let's hear from Paulina from there. So Paulina, okay, or either Paulina or Mimi, one of you, be thinking about this. Let's take Kofi's second question, and then we would answer at least two questions. Then we will hear from Sewa, just for the sake of time, so that we don't go too long. Kofi, is that okay? So I think it's okay. I think it's not even a question. It's um, add up to what I said earlier on. So I'm working in the banking sector, and then. For some time, I decided not to let friends and colleagues or people I know get to know where I'm working. But at a point, they get to know. Immediately, they got to know about it. People started seeking financial support for me as if instantly, as I entered into that occupation, everything is comfortable with me. So it links up to what I'm, I was asking earlier on. How do you overcome this societal perception that in a way gives a lot of responsibility to you as a young person in which you can't even live up to that expectation. How do you overcome it? That is my question. Okay, okay. So you know what? I had earlier said that um, either Paulina or Mimi should take this, but um, you know, if, if you don't mind, I, I'd like to I'd like to take this. Let me let me steal the thunder from Paulina and Mimi. Um, Paulina is putting the baby to bed and the anointing on Mimi is a lot. Okay, so um, I'd like to answer this mainly because I'm still not yet in my 30s, still quite young. And um, I think uh, I could say that I don't let these things bother me and I could share practically how um, it's worked out for me. And it's, it's, it's well before my, even before 20s, I didn't let these things worry me. 
Why? It's, it, it's, it takes, you, you just need to know how to say no. Saying no is not necessarily saying no to somebody. Sometimes you have to say no to yourself. I have a goal of retiring at 30 and I'm 28, but I still have that goal. It's a very big, hairy, audacious goal. But it's just to motivate me, but I'm so realistic about it. I would love to drive a Rolls Royce right now. I would love to drive a Rolls Royce right now. If it comes and I can afford it and I can maintain it, I'll take it. But I'm just so realistic. You know, is, is that, is that um, keeping your dreams and your expectations alongside their reality would make you realize that, you know what, you can't, you can't go and come and kill yourself. It's just not possible. Some of these things take practice. And I, I believe in small victories when it comes to mindset change and resolve. And some people will say, oh, you are very confident. You, you are easily say no to people. You are strong-willed and all that. See, when we are young and, we, and I was doing those things, they said I, I, I didn't respect. I was I'm just a stubborn person. I'm difficult. It's okay. Call me that. When a Ghanaian person, pardon my French or pardon my um, generalization, but when a Ghanaian tells me that, I don't respect and I ask the reason. And it's just because I wouldn't let them have their way without them explaining something to me properly. I cannot be bothered. I even take it as a badge of honor. There are certain things that in our society, people are made to go along with and just go do what people say. Yeah, your parents said you should do this, so you should do it. Or you, so your, your uncle said you must do this, so you should do So by force, you have to do this. If you're a young person, and I'm saying this younger because under 20, under 30s, right? If you're a young person, they say you don't respect if you want to go your own way, you want to have life your own way. Like, who else, who else, should, who else life should I believe in? Mine, you'll start at stubbornness. You get comfortable with being tagged as stubbornness when, not that you're a thief and you're just robbing banks or robbing people and then saying you're comfortable with it. No, but you know that what you are doing is right. Sometimes deep down, we know what's right. Sometimes deep down, we know we have consciences, unless it's been totally rooted, which I, chances are, it's not. It's, it's about being comfort, getting comfortable with those uncomfortable feelings. And it starts one step at a time. Just say no to someone. You, you see a nice shoe you want to buy, just say no. Something small, say no to the small, small things. You start building the habit. You, you are having a conversation with somebody, the conversation doesn't want to go, it's not going the way you want. The person just wants to drag you into the mud and, and uh, have an uncomfortable, a bad conversation, not a well thought through factual conversation. Okay, I hear you. You walk away from that kind of thing. No, those building maturity, small steps at a time, so that by the time it gets to a point where, so uh, someone will see that ah, you can, you, you are there talking, you are there freeing your mind to the CEO. You yeah, you can do it. If you have a problem, you can get up and go to the CEO. It's because when I was when I was a teenager, I was arguing with my mother. They were telling me I was not respected. Yeah, but those were the battlegrounds that you need to start with. You know, you come up with factual. It's not raise your voice. You know, you come up, okay, this and this is the reason why this and this should be like this. It's not one plus one is not adding up to two. Can we have a conversation? Normal Ghanaian behavior say, nah, this is how it's supposed to be. Don't you, know, you question those things. And if someone will engage with you, well, guess what? If you if you convince me, I'll do it. I'll agree with you. Make me. It sounds stubborn. And yes, I may be coming from an extreme point of view, but if you really, really want to be strong, these are the ways to go about it. You'll be tagged as stubborn. You'll be tagged as wrong. But guess what? It will pay off and you will have that peace of mind. I will see people 
balling hand. Me, I, me, I, me that I like going clubbing now. I see people clubbing. Big, big. When you see me in the nice, nice posh clubs, and I'm probably sitting in a group of at least eight people. Five of them are boys, and we are going to split that, that bill, and it will be as if I just went to a normal place on my own. I do mind the person that went medical entered with the squad and we know that he's the one, one going to pay for all those things. I don't mind. I'm not watching those people. You get what I'm saying? So when you, when you have that strength of will, but it starts with taking the time to win small, small battles. Small, small battles build your confidence and you get there. That's, that's, that's my answer to you on how to um, avoid those distractions. Um, um, David, David, you want to add on this, another strong-willed person? Yes, I, I just wanted to say something very quick to my brother who uh, asked the question. And, and it's this, don't let society um, pressure you into living up to society's perception of who you are, okay? If the job that you're doing, listen, the fact that you work at the bank doesn't mean the, the money in the bank is yours. No, it's not yours. So if society is, is making you feel like, oh, just because you work at the bank and now all of a sudden you're a millionaire and you should be able to afford X, Y, Z, let them know, listen, I work at the bank, but I had to start somewhere. The money in the bank is not mine, okay? And then, listen, the pressure there, it will come. But you need to be strong in, in trying to let it not affect you. When all these hands are looking at you, and you feel the need to, to, to help them out. Make sure you're helping yourself out first. You're paying yourself. You're meaning you're saving something to the side, because if you help all these people out, and fast forward ten years later, you haven't been able to make something of yourself. I guess what is these same people who are going to say, say "Oh, I call we a man or age more bank on the ground. He couldn't make anything of himself." So, in society's pressure, there it will be there. Let them know. It's kind of bank owner. I work there, but I never did. So indeed, let's try not to live up to people's expectations of what we should be doing or what we are. The journey is yours. You run it at your own pace. In life, it's not a, a hundred meter dash. It's a long journey. Just do it how you see fit. And don't let anybody else who is not financing those things tell you how it should be thank you medassi papa medassi polina you also wanted to chip in then i think Mimi also wants to chip in you see kofi this is the trouble we have in ghana is the reason why corruption doesn't end um politicians get into power and we expect that their lifestyles will change all of a sudden when really their salaries do not match up to the kind of lifestyle they are living. If you let society pressure you, Charlie Umbobra. So do not let anybody force you to do anything that you do not want to do. Yesterday in the spaces um, conversation, Mimi and Ellie Kim said something. So rather than uh, have money at your disposal, please invest it. When the person comes and you do not have liquid, like you're not liquid, you do not have cash that you can even go and withdraw from the bank for them, and you tell them you really do not have it, um, you won't feel guilty about it. 
You get what I mean? So please don't let society pressure you. This is one of the things I said. And last week I mentioned, I married in my mid thirties. There was a lot of pressure, everybody asking. So when are you getting married? And I was seemingly successful, a successful long, uh, young lecturer, doing what I love, enjoying my life, um, getting international gigs and everything. People were asking me, when will you get married? When will you do this? The questions will always come. Ask maybe she has two children. Still, they ask, when will she have the girl? So society will always pressure you. You have to develop toughness of mind to be able to deal with the pressures that come and to understand that if we are to respond to everything that society throws at us, Charlie, one day we do typical crochet trainer, see, I'm an also. Still, any society day. So, Charlie, live your life to the best of your ability. You work in a bank, the money is not for you. It is other people's money you are looking after. For your own money, save and invest. Put it in um, instruments that does not allow you to easily um, pull out for other people. So that when they ask you and you say, I do not have, you are genuine about it. It's not as though you are lying. And then you can sleep well at night. So you don't think that you are... Um, you are telling a lie. Thank you. Amazing, 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 Charlie. It is very real. Kofi, I hope you are listening. Let's hear one more from you. Okay. So I mean what Paulina um, said is is spot on. I mean, this is society. They never get satisfied. That's the reality. So once you have that at the back of your mind. I think that settles it. Um, because I, 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 I always make this, you know, say this thing, but it's like having a flashy wedding, right? You are having a flashy wedding to show society that you've arrived. You think you've done it all till someone comes to tell you the jollof was meant. And you'll be surprised at all sorts of comments you get from your, your wedding, you know? So for me, I'll say that what is important to you? That's why there's a need for you to have a plan. All these things happen because we've not sat down to think about what is important to you. So wherever the wind blows, you are going. In the banking industry, because I worked um, in, in three banks for very short periods, my longest being national service, I have, <laughs> I, 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 I sort of can picture the, the kind of pressure you'll be going through, even if it's not from those outside the bank, those within the banks. You know, there's an impression that there's money. Once you're in a bank, you are rich. So you, you, people are living large, people are living big. And you realize that by the time they retire, you worked in so, so, so and bank, but you don't have nothing. You don't have anything. So I think it's very, very important I think it's very important to sit down and think about your life. Where do you want to be? You are 60, you are 70, you are 80. What kind of story do you want to be told? Once you have a picture of that in mind, look, and you are intentional about it, people will come. Me, I've been called Chisel. In fact, my teammate is here, ask him. I've been called Chisel. I've been called this, I've been called that, but I know what I'm working towards. It doesn't mean that the pressures don't come. Sometimes I feel tempted. Sometimes I even yield to the temptation. I slap myself back and then go back 
to my plan. I always say that if you also are a giver, don't don't be. I mean, don't let your plan be too tight. Have an allocation in your budget for planning, for giving. But once it's done, it is done. You need to be intentional about it. You need to say no, because as you are giving out, as you are overspending, you are robbing yourself and generations that are to come of the benefits of the the decisions, the good decisions that you should have taken. And there are going to be bigger requests, more important requests that you wouldn't have money for because you yielded to some of these things. So please sit down and have a plan and know that the pressure will come. It may even double up, but once you have a plan and you are focused, you will stick to it. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you all for um, the, the words of encouragement, the strategies that Kofi can use. Kofi and everyone else who's feeling the pressure so that we don't break our necks. Thank you so much. Kofi, are you, are you satisfied with the answer? I would first want to say thank you so much. I think I have learned something today here. And I would want to assure you, I will come back again and learn more and also attest to the fact that I have drawn my plan, especially with what Mimi said. I'm a giver, I'm someone who loves giving. And initially, I think I've learned a lot today because I'm someone that when I'm saying no to somebody, I feel like I'm hurting the person so much because the person trusted me. That's why he or she came to me. But I've realized that if I don't get rid of that mentality, it's going to worry me because it's going to make me go beyond what I can do for people. And people would always not be satisfied with whatever you do for them. So I've learned two things today to always stick to my plan and to always know that no matter what I do, society or people will not be satisfied. So I shouldn't try going extremely overboard to satisfy people. I'm very grateful for the advice and for the talk. I've learned a lot today. Thank you so much for all you. Thank you too, Kofi. Thank you so much. We see you are new on Clubhouse, so I hope you'll be having more of such engagements. Feel free to join us every Thursday at 7 p.m. for more of this. And thank you for sharing your perspective, asking this question so that we could, everyone else could uh, learn. So we'll be hearing from Sewa soon, but um, David, I see your mic is on. David, you want to say something? I was just going to say, say Kofi, Kofi, or your guy, that's all. <laughs> I was going to appreciate Kofi for appreciating us. Yeah, 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 Charlie. Thank you. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Kofi. Let's see what guy. Okay, Sewa, thanks for your patience waiting for your turn. Please, let's hear from you. Welcome. Oh, and I must say, it's a recorded session, so just be mindful. No problem. Okay. Um, all right. So um, I think mine is a question, but just to add to Kofi, two practical things you can do. I, at the, at the age of 25, got a really good job was riding, like uh, driving a BMW Tierra. I was traveling all, all around the world and stuff like that. Practical things. People will think you have a lot of money. Sometimes these are just company tools for you to work. Curate your social media. It's not everybody that needs to have access to your social media. For me, I don't post those things on my social media. My social media is very you know, private, Instagram. I have to know you and make sure you're a kindred spirit before I allow you to be someone who can see the things I post. And then as much as possible, let, let's just, 
you know, just don't show up. There are people who travel for work and have all these experiences. And that's good. If you want to share with, with your friends, that's okay. But make sure you curate what is you're putting out there and the people who get to see it. And then secondly, make sure that you surround yourself with the right people who have the same mindset. And then when you forget yourself, right, or when you are troubled or when, when you feel a bit shaky in what you want to do those are the people who will help you to be resolute in what you have decided to do so those are the two practical things ha that has helped me the question i want to ask is that i mean for those who are older or ahead in the game you know most of most of most of the time we talk about know yourself um find yourself and for me it's very challenging for me because as at now there are things in my 20s that i thought i knew about myself and i get into my 30s and i realize I don't think that is who I am. So I don't know whether you evolve or whether you discover yourself or whether I'm changing in the process. So do we really get to a point where we really know who we are? Because I have made certain decisions based on who I thought I knew myself to be. And then I get in and I'm like, mm, I'm not too sure about this. So I'm just wondering, how do you, how do you control these factors? Like how, how do you how do you say that, you know, I, I don't know if my question is even, these are the thoughts in my mind, you know, how do you say you, you know yourself or, you know, find yourself, you need to find yourself. But it, it seems to me like I'm always playing catch up. I get to a different environment. I thought I knew myself and I'm like, I guess I'm not that patient. I guess I'm not that, I don't have that much of leadership skills. I, I, I you know, different, different things really. So when we say find ourselves, how can you measure that this is you and these are things that you can Put your hands on to even make decisions for yourself in the future so th that's my question to paulina and mimi you know all these other people on the platform thank you wonderful very good question very very practical question it's it's when you break down uh, break it down from a motivational speaker coming to tell you know yourself know yourself to someone say okay master let's sit down let's figure this shit out pardon my friend let's figure this thing out how do i know myself i like i like this question um to, to our speakers if i may let me just appoint just one person to resolve this for us. Paulina, can you do that for us? Sure. Okay, so I agree with Sewa that um, we, we discover a new side of ourselves every time as we grow. But there's a concept called knowing that your true north, N-O-R-T-H. So that is like, what grounds you, you know? Now, when you have found out what grounds you, um, a lot of things will be thrown at you, but you will know where you are headed, um, what grounds you. And um, like I tell my students, what makes you sleep well at night? So that whatever decision you are making at any point in time is based on what grounds you, what your true north is. Um, one of the books that has been very helpful for me when it comes to knowing myself is um, Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life. So in that book, Rick Warren talks about, um, like Mimi has been talking about knowing your purpose, what you are here for, uh, what on earth you are here for. <laughs> that sounds like a... Um, um, tautology but that's it that's the way he puts it so what on earth am i here for and when you find out what your mission is then 
things may change as in who you are because we are also work in progress you get it so um the you before you had children will be different from the you when you have children but when you know what you're on earth for then a lot of things will align so so um um this is a big conversation that we can have the whole day but i would ask that if you have not read um rick warren's purpose driven life let's start from there you have read it back to back yes please Please do it again with a new a new fresh eyes Yes, I, I I hear you. You know, I I hear you. I think that let me just refine it a bit. So it's okay. about finding your purpose. So I think that for me, what I'm struggling with is that. So for example, even in your career, right? You know how even when it comes to marriage, they say find yourself, like know yourself before maybe you marry somebody, and then you get into the marriage, and then you discover a new like it's like uh, uh, I guess that's not me. Or you make some you know choices or decisions about things because based on who you know yourself to be let me give an example i really thought that i love to travel and i thought i did and i relocated to a whole different country to for a new job and then i realized that i don't think i am as adventurous as i thought i was i don't know whether it's because i was in my 30s or maybe my 20s had a lot of an energy so those were the things i was thinking about so i'm just trying to say that sometimes when we use that statement i really don't know what we mean by that when they say find your unless we are saying finding yourself simply means find your true north like you said just your purpose maybe my purpose is maybe you are uh i don't know something you are some people are both maybe help people to be you know leaders to be whatever you know everybody have what they have been called to do if that is what we are saying, know yourself in that sense, then I guess I understand where you're coming from. And when you know your true north, all the other things are not necessarily the pivotal things. Exactly. They all sort of fall into place. Okay, then I get where you're, I get. I get. Yeah. So oh. then as work in progress, you will um, take detours, but you know exactly where you are going. And so the detours will not um, really put you off course because um say you you think you are adventurous so you travel but then you get into that country and then you realize that no 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 this is not what i want to do and because you know who you are so you get back to um the plan or the course that that um you know you should be on so by saying know yourself for me when i say know yourself that is what i mean know what you're on earth for like what your mission here on earth is then everything else will fall in place because really you are working progress so you will never be um like the bible says if you're not a christian you forgive me but i am a christian so that's what i work with like the bible says we all with um veil faces are every day like we are being revealed um i don't know if I, I got the scripture right but we are being revealed like there's some revelation that is going on about who we are and what we are in christ for example so work in progress so you see a new part of yourself every day it does not mean that you necessarily do not know yourself but as you grow things will change it does not mean that um um the knowledge you had of yourself yesterday is wrong no it is not forgive me let me end here so this boy can sleep thank you
house owner really wants to uh, sleep. So yeah. Okay, great, great. Thank you, Paulina, um, for that uh, explanation and guidance. Um, so uh, thank you too for bringing up this question. It's brought out some strategies and things to think about. So thank you so much. So we will take the last person um, to speak and then we'll let Papan close us. Um, Daniel, um, you have the floor. Remember, it's a recorded uh, session. So as you speak, it means I have your permission to continue. Please go ahead. Actually, I just wanted to say thank you for all the advice <laughs> and the, what do I call it, wisdom. Um, Requiring's book is actually pretty good. I start reading it and I never finish, but because of you, Paulina, I'll find it for my book box. And Please, Daniel, read it. It's <laughs> for me and the Bible. Um, okay, apart from the Bible, Requiring's book, Purpose Driven Life, and then Steve Covey's Seven Days of Highly Effective People. They are the books that have transformed my life, like apart from the wonderful wonderful okay great great thank you for thanking us and we look forward to hearing your feedback after reading those books you would have more to share with us okay papa any closing words give us the benediction and then i'll do the announcements oh, and then master, why you why you put me on the spot like that oh, say yes <laughs> Anything that I had to say, somebody has already said it, and I don't want to keep repeating stuff. But um, you know, one of my very good friends, every time you, you see him and you ask him how are you doing today, his answer is always better than some, worse than some. You know, it's it's okay to make mistakes as long as you 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 get yourself back on track. And in life, you no, know, you know, we're all running different races. So try not to compare um, somebody else's um, situation to yours. That's about all I, I, I want to add to it. Thank you all for, for coming. It's been awesome having these conversations. Thank right, you, then, David. Thank you, David, so much. So we heard from uh, Asinyama, run your race, run your own race. All right, so I'm um, just... Uh, a reminder today we've been discussing conquering the challenges of our, of your 30s it's last week we had um, the conversation about the challenges of the 20s looking at strategies to overcome them this week has been the 30s looking to overcome them next week is going to be the 40s the challenges of our 40s and how to overcome them some of us are it, it may seem like it's far away but don't worry time flies right let's get prepared let's hear from our elders who are there and who've been there, hear how we can plan ahead and um, make sure that we, the challenges will be, will not weigh as much on us. Um, and then uh, we can also live good quality lives and when we get there. So um, this has been a recorded session. It would be uploaded on YouTube along with last week's session and uh, also coming to a podcast near you. So please follow Money Convos on Clubhouse, follow the speakers, follow, um, us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, um, very soon Facebook. That would come soon. So yeah, please follow us, engage with us. Let's have these conversations. You may some people understand that some people won't stick around the full time. I think today, because it's been very engaging, we tried to do an hour and a half, but we've done about an hour and 45 minutes. So I think it's, it's, it's because it's been very engaging and very relevant. And we've heard from other people beyond our 
our speakers. So it's, it's good to have these engagements. Thanks to everyone, Kofi, Daniel, Selwa, um, uh, Yaya, Elia, On, and uh, there was one more person I'm missing. Thank you all for engaging with us. And I hope to catch you here again, same time um, next week, 7 p.m. on Clubhouse. Catch you soon. Do have a good weekend and uh, stay blessed and keep, uh, keep working towards creating wealth and your financial freedom. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Good night, everyone. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us. I hope you learned a thing or two and start practicing. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube and podcast. Do tell a friend about Money Convo so we all become wealthy together. Talk to you soon. Bye.